Hey there, thank you for listening to Say Less presented by the Watchtower Media Network. If you want to contribute, drop us a line on our contact page or email in to inbox at wtchtwr.com. We're always on the lookout for writers, editors, podcasters and plenty more, so if you're looking to get involved with all the happenings at the Watchtower, let us know and we'll take a look at whatever you might have to offer. Make sure you follow us too at Watchtower underscore media across all the socials for all the latest pop culture with a view. Right now, say less with me, Aaron Casanova, and Mihir Kole coming up. Say less episode nine. We are back with another set of picks, recommendations, and reviews for each other. But here, let's get straight into it. My pick for you to watch last week was the Brazilian political documentary, The Edge of Democracy. What do you think? Yeah. So, um, yeah, obviously, for viewers, just a bit of context. We tried to do this podcast last night, uh, and it, <laughs> did not, it did not end well, um, as Aaron was technical quite Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties, that's what we're it really, no, it really was technical difficulties. This is true. So the edge of democracy, I think um, with everything that's going on in Brazil, uh, and a lot of questions and ambiguity behind uh, how you know uh, the political landscape shifted, how Bolsonaro came to power, and all of the things that happened before, uh, there's a lot of bias in, in media and articles that you read. Uh, usually favoring, you know, either the the left side liberals or the right side conservatives. But what I really liked about this democracy is the the person who made it. She never took any sides. She just kind of gave you the the direct information that was present and what actually happened. But she never kind of gave her own point of view and said, well, this was wrong or this shouldn't have happened or anything like that. It's just informative at the at the in its in its nature. Uh, my only gripe with it was I thought it was a bit too long. And it could have been, you know, maybe half an hour shorter and it would have still carried the same message. Uh, the early part of the documentary focuses a lot on Brazil's military dictatorship before before it claimed independence and became a democracy, uh, quote unquote democracy. But yeah, obviously that, that took about half an hour. And I think I think she could have um, she could have probably con- condensed that into about five minutes. But regardless, I think it's incredibly informative. I think if you're ever, if you're interested in politics in any shape way or form i think this will be really interesting good. i'm glad you enjoyed it a good gateway into the world of both brazilian politics but just more generally documentaries about uh you know nations that we might not be as familiar with um especially one that's so far away this is true and you know considering brazil is a is a huge part of the economy and has the most important natural reserve on the planet the amazon rainforest um this, you know, it's it's very pertinent. This documentary, I think, is worth watching. All right. So my recommendation for you, Aaron, was uh, Snowpiercer, the movie starring Chris Evans, directed by Bong Joon-ho, the same director who directed Parasite, which I know is one of your recommended films. What did you think? One of my favorite films. Uh, Snowpiercer was not bad. I thought that the first hour especially went by really quickly. The acting is quite good. Um, I'm a big Chris Evans guy, as people mm. know from my article about him doing an advert for like this Filipino telecom company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tilda Swinton is really good in it. Uh, a lot of familiar faces too, including the dad, whose name I forget, uh, from Parasite 2. 
Yes. Uh, yeah, good movie. Uh, not Bong Joon-ho's best movie by any stretch. I think that's quite obvious. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, perfectly fine um, action movie. Nice, easy watch for a couple of hours. I thought it was interesting how it's essentially the same uh, message in terms of class warfare that you get in Parasite. Yes. Um, and I did think that sometimes it was a bit too on the nose, as in mm. you have the same thing in Parasite where it, they're going from, you know, the basement upstairs to the living quarters, whereas, yeah. here, you know, from the back of the train to the front of the train. I also didn't really understand how people got allocated to what part, as in to see the people in, like, the nightclub mm. and the hedonistic part of the front of the train. I don't know how they ended up there. I think they're taken from the the back of the train like attractive women and whatnot are, are, you know, picked and taken up there. And, you know, it's like false promises. Oh, you'll have a better life. You know, you'll have food to eat and stuff like that. Uh, but then you'll also, have, it'll be, the, you know, at the cost of your, your dignity and, and things like that. That's true. But yeah, it was a good movie. I think the thing with Snowpiercer is it's not an original idea. You know, Bong Joon, who didn't, who didn't come up with it. It's a, it's a book. And it's also got a, a Netflix show now, which is completely different from the movie. I don't think you'd enjoy that too much. I thought the movie was much better. But uh, I think people who are interested in kind of, you know, post-apocalyptic scenarios where the world is divided and there's still class warfare, um, I, think it's, I think it's interesting at the very least. All right. It'll be one to write down. Okay, so those were our picks for each other to watch. So let's get into our lessons for each other. Mihir, I gave you a former Grammy album of the year the suburbs by arcade fire yes you did i'm glad you did because i i am a fan of arcade fire i obviously this album is not one i've heard because it's one of their older older pieces but i've had the chance to listen to all of it and there's some really good songs in here i think the entire album is is upbeat it's it's you know it's out there the the vocals are done really well there's a lot of energy which i really really like uh, i hate dead songs you know the ones that are really slow and things like that so I think my personal favorites in this album, uh, I told you last night, Sub The Suburbs, the main titular song, really good. And um, I enjoyed the month of May. And I kind of, my my idea behind it was the same as what Barney Stinson said, where a good a good music, good music playlist should just rise and rise and rise. Uh, and that's that's what this this album does. You know, at never at, at no point in the album does it ever slow down. It just keeps picking up. And I think that's that's my kind of music. And for those who think like me, I think you'll enjoy this this album a lot. The opening two songs, it's a really interesting one-two punch because you get the suburbs and ready to start back to back. That is true. That is true. I also think it's a really good thing to just have on in the background as well, right? It doesn't drain too much. It doesn't disturb too much. And it's just a mood-lifting kind of music. So definitely check it out. And check out Arcade Fire. Check out their other songs as well, because this is not their. This is by far not their only good music. They've got so much, so much going on for them. Definitely check it out. Good times. Glad you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a similar vein of energy, energy-filled songs, I recommended to you "Kickstart My Heart" by the infamous motorbike band Motley Crue. What did you think? Yeah, you were right. I think it's one of those songs where it works perfectly on a road trip, things like that. Hopefully, you know, the sun is out. Yeah. Uh, the sun really should be out if you're listening to this song. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, you're kind of missing out on the full experience. But yeah, good song. Um, not really too much to say about it otherwise, but, you know, a good time. Classic road trip song. Belongs in any, you know, driving playlist, yeah. that sort of thing. Good retro throwback to, you know, the hair rock era of like, you know, the 70s and 80s. Good times. 
yeah, I think anyone who hasn't heard Motley Crue, um, this is a good place to start. And if you haven't heard Motley Crue, you must be living under a rock. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely check it out. I think it's such a great song. It'll always, you know, in the morning you wake up, you listen to this. My goodness, you're going to have a good day. I promise you. Moving on now to our wild card picks oh, that were yes. chosen for us by Jasmine Chong, our good friend. I don't want to spend too much time on this. I've been saying during the week, I don't want to blow a blood vessel <laughs> uh, arguing about these. Yeah. Let's start with um, the song. Creator the Nacht, yeah, by Solomon. Yeah. I mean, you know, classic German techno. What more can you say about it? You know, it's like a, it's like a recipe book, right? It tells you how to make chicken parmesan. You follow the the instructions, you get a chicken parmesan. That's what this song is. You know, you go in there, you're like, oh, this, this is German techno. I wonder what it sounds like. Well, it sounds like German techno. There's no there's no surprises. And uh, you know, my my kind of opinion on these songs. I really like German techno, and I like the the industrial nature that some heavier German music brings. And on that note, you know, personally, I would have liked this song to be heavier because I'm into, you know, a bit of more heavier, um, you know, guitar sounds, bass sounds, uh, whatever you, you know, whatever instrument you want to use. But I guess for those who aren't into the heavy noise, I think this is, this is completely fine. It's good to listen to. It won't hurt your ears. And we then go on to the movie, Sleeping Beauty, uh, starring Emily Browning, directed by Julia Lay, the Australian. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on this, otherwise I'll just get angry. I, what I, I will say is it's one of the worst things we've had. It might be the worst thing. If you're not going to watch the movie, and I and I seriously recommend that you don't waste an hour and 40 minutes of your life like, <laughs> like I did. Um, but just go to, it's on YouTube, right? Just go look look it up to Sleeping Beauty 2011 and just scroll down, just read the comments. That's all you need to do. I didn't read the comments. Every comment is so relevant when, when you're watching this movie. Half the comments are saying things like, what is going on? We have no idea what's going on. This is very confusing. Half of the scenes in this movie served no goddamn purpose. I don't know why they were in there. There was no dialogue. There was no exposition. There was no plot. There was no tension. Um, there's one scene that really pissed me off. This, the, the main, the lead, uh, Lucy, her name in the movie, she's just lying down in the copy room where she works, <laughs> just on the floor, right? Just lying down. There's no music in the background, by the way. Just, just remember that. It's dead pin silent. The printer's making copies. Her boss walks in, just looks at her, you know, just kind of gives that face of, oh my God, what are you doing? And then Lucy gets up, goes to the printer, takes her copies, stacks them up nicely, puts them down, scene ends. What was the point? <laughs> what did we learn? <laughs> What is going on? I don't, I don't. It's colossally boring. Yeah, and the ending is the worst. The worst thing I've seen, man. This the ending of this movie will just piss you off even more. Uh, I get there's that whole underlying message of you know, uh, women in um, you know doing you know in prostitution and escort service and also other more kink based jobs and things like that and how you know how it might affect their their self-esteem or their dignity and things like that but i think if you're going to portray or have a theme like that in a movie you could have made it so much better because at no point during this movie do i ever feel anything towards the main character Thirty-six thousand dollars made on a 10 million budget so <laughs> that's all you need to know i did let's draw a line and say that was the end of the wild card 
Um, and let's move on to our picks for this week for each other to watch, listen, and we'll get to the wild card in just a moment. So, Mihir, first up, my choice for something for you to watch is the HBO series Euphoria, starring mm-hmm. Zendaya, who actually won the TV Emmy for this uh, okay. series, Hunter Schaefer, Jacob Elordi, Sydney Sweeney, and a whole bunch of others. It's on HBO Max slash Sky Atlantic. There's eight episodes plus two follow-up episodes, which they released this Christmas. Okay. I think you're going to really like it. We were talking about this last night when we did the original recording of this. It's essentially an American version of Skins. There's a lot of sex. There's a lot of drugs. Yeah. There's a lot of just madness that happens to these teenagers. They're all still in high school. And it's pure insanity for eight episodes. I think... You'll enjoy it because I know you're a fan of skins. Yes, the yes. Acting is great. Some of them, it's a little bloated in places, but mm-hmm. overall, it's a good series, worth a watch. No, I think you 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 had me when you said American version of skins, and it's got Zendaya. I mean, say less, my guy. That sounds interesting. Uh, and only eight episodes, not a big commitment either. So that sounds good. I quite excited. And you said uh, it won an award. Yes, Zendaya wins the TV Emmy. At 24, I think she's the youngest uh, actress to have ever won an Emmy yeah. uh, for a lead role. Uh, she is phenomenal. She's really the core, although it's very much an ensemble cast. There's at least um, eight uh, core characters. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's like Skins. Then you've got like one titular character that's kind of the lead, and you've got all these other characters that that work really well together. But yeah, I'm really excited. My pick for you, Aaron, is a uh, another cult classic, but don't worry, it's it's nothing like Sleeping Beauty. And this is a film that's beloved by many people, uh, and it's you know it's, it's so many pop culture references to this film, and many pop culture references in the film itself. Uh, my recommendation to you is The Princess Bride, the absolute classic uh, wow. love story uh, movie. I think, you know, even if you're not a fan of, you know, love stories and and very, you know, um, the plot, the the plot being very obvious, you'll still enjoy this film because it's the the original classic romantic love film with, you know, the the king and, and, you know, the the princess and, you know, her, her not being able to be with the farm boy and the farm boy has to kind of work his ass off and defeat enemies to try and get her heart you know it, it's it's good stuff uh characters are played really well there's some in, there's a very interesting cast there's a bit of humor now and again and i think one of the saving graces of this movie is its dialogue i think the people who wrote it you know it's done really well i'm excited I'm, it's one of those ones you never really quite get around to watching yes i'm glad i've got a real reason to watch it now yeah yeah for sure okay very good Let's get into our picks for each other to listen to then. Here, I have, so we were just talking about German techno. For you this week, you get a whole album, French Electronica, yep. by the band M83, called Hurry Up, We're Dreaming. And it has some really classic, classic as classic can be, French Electronica songs in there, and some really iconic songs, great atmosphere. And I'd make only one recommendation is that you listen to it at night. Interesting. Preferably on a walk outside, because I think that helps with it a lot too. No, I mean, I think a lot of people have at least heard of the song, um, what's called Midnight City. Um, I was hoping I was hoping you'd, uh, you'd get to that one. 
it's one of the most iconic songs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, M83, Midnight City, you know, 600 million views on Spotify. Um, <laughs> I think everyone has heard this song. Uh, and I also am a big fan of this song, but I've never heard the entire album. So I'm quite excited because um, I, I know that there's some there's some controversy around M83 and, and their practices when it comes to music. Uh, I know when their music got really popular, this this for some reason really made them angry. So kind of they, they kind of went back to making music that wasn't so good just so that the viewership <laughs> would go down. I think it's a really weird thing that's going on with them, but can't deny that some of their songs have been really good uh, that I've heard. So this album is going to be a wild ride. Don't worry, I'm going to turn the lights down, have a bit of mood lighting, you know, and just just get in the zone. Um, exciting times. All right, and uh, Aaron, my pick for you. I've, you know, I have had a, a quite few, quite a few picks for you, but but it seems like you've heard almost everything I could ever recommend to you that you might like, and other music that I could recommend, I am hundred percent sure you won't like. So my recommendation for you is a uh, band called Two Cellos. Uh, it's on Spotify ah. and, and YouTube as well, but I suggest watching them on YouTube because their music videos are done so incredibly well. They've played live many times, and what they specialize in is covering very popular songs like Thunderstruck, Living on a Prayer, Smells Like Teen Spirit, things like that. But they play all of these songs using only two cellos, hence the name. Uh, I think they're brothers or you know friends or something, but they just they recreate the sound of the drums, the guitar, the vocals, the bass, everything using only the cello. And I think they do it so incredibly well that I think it's worth it's worth checking them out, checking them out for the effort that they put in. I think it's really, really, really interesting. Interesting. I'm vaguely familiar with two cellos. I have seen uh, their videos sparsely, but it'd be nice to take a bit of a you know deep dive into them. They played the 2018 Champions League final, which mm-hmm. my team Liverpool lost. Oh. Um, but it's one of those things. Uh, but yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm a big fan of string music in terms yeah. of adding strings to pop songs, rock songs. I really like it. I'll be interested yes, to see yes. how they approach it entirely with strings. I think you should check out Thunderstruck for sure. The the video, not not just like the song. Watch the video on YouTube. Okay. Intriguing. I will definitely do that. Okay. So those are our picks for each other. Now let's get into the wild card. Keen viewers will notice that there's no guest this week because, as we mentioned at the top of the show, technical difficulties when we had our guest <laughs> meant that we weren't able to actually pick up any of the audio, which is a big shame. However, we do still have the pick. Sent in by one of our good friends, Mia Crawford. She has chosen for us the podcast I Weigh with Jamila Jamil, who audiences most likely know as Tahani from The Good Place. Mm-hmm. Great woman. Yes. Jamila Jamil, a podcast that challenges, I'm just reading the bio here, challenges society's definition of worth through weight by asking different thought leaders, performers, activists, influencers, and friends about how they are working through their past shames to find where their value truly lies. I think this will be an interesting one for us to, again, it's another one where there'll be some learning to be done and you get to hear some you know, honest and real conversations with people. I think the main thing that I'm expecting is that it will be one of those podcasts where you realize the value, the human values that people have, even if they might be, you know, 
broadly famous mm. celebrities, those sorts of things. For those of you who follow Jamila Jamil on, on Twitter or Instagram or anything like that, you know how big of an activist she is, especially when it comes to things like, you know, being proud of your body and, you know, racism and diversity, as well as rights for women and things like that. She's she's very, very, very vocal. You know, she's got podcasts. She's been on news uh, TV shows. She's talked about it so much. Um, and what I think people will be really interested to, to probably hear in this show is we see all of these people on, on social media and movies, TV shows, whatever, famous actors or celebrities, but, you know, kind of their own issues with, with their own body image and, and their own sexual appeal and how that kind of translates into their day-to-day -day life. I can only imagine it's, it's hell out there, you know. Uh, we've got an article about, you know, TikTok, uh, sorry, a podcast about TikTok, which talks about, you know, the kind of beauty standards that people have to put up with uh, on social media. And, you know, if you don't conform to those standards, you just don't become popular. And then you've also got people who are already uh, kind of, you know, semi-famous or famous celebrities and how much they have to, like, you know, manage their social persona and, you know, how they look and all of those things and the constant, you know, paparazzi and then attention that they get. It's I think it would be interesting to see how celebrities live their life and how they feel about themselves. It's an exciting wild card for sure. And mm -hmm. that, of course, wraps up the uh, picks for each other. Let's run back through them. So, Mihir, I chose for you to watch Euphoria, the HBO series starring Zendaya and Hunter Schaefer, and to listen to the album Hurry Up, We're Dreaming by the French band M83. Okay. And my picks for you uh, to watch The Princess Bride, the 1987 cult classic romantic movie, and to listen to Two Cellos, a kind of cover band uh, that specializes in covering popular songs using only two cellos. And the wild card chosen for us by our good friend Mia Crawford is the I Way podcast presented by Jamila Jamil. So we will take a look at those over the next seven days and be back next Sunday for another set of picks, recommendations and reviews. You've been listening to Say Less on the Watchtower Media Network. I am Aaron Casanova. I've been Mihir Kolhe. We will see you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.